There's a saying I've come to love and it says, little by little, then all at once. I first heard it from one of the co-founders where I work and he uses this phrase to kind of describe what growth has been like for us at the company. It started little by little and then boom, we're doing big things and it's amazing to see even at the company. This phrase now means so much more to me as a person considering the growth of the Lightroom. Over the past few weeks, we've grown exponentially. For context, on our last video, we were celebrating a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And now, as of this morning, we were 1,340 subscribers in just one week. I'm, I'm deeply grateful to every single person that has been a part of this story, a part of this journey. I won't get tired of thanking you all. And for the 340 of you that joined between last week and this week, you are so welcome to this channel. I would also not stop or not acknowledge my podcast audience, my audio podcast audience. You guys are amazing. I get feedback from you guys in my DMs. And I'm just so grateful to have all of you. So far, we've had over 4,600 listens on podcast platforms, 105 followers on Spotify. It's mind-blowing and I am grateful. I am deeply, truly grateful. You know as well that I am committed to bringing more and more content to your screen, to your ears every single week by the help of God. And if you don't know this already, my name is Chisum and you are welcome to the Lightroom. I am very glad to have you here right now so then just let me know where are you listening from are you listening from lagos ogun wherever are you listening from the uk the us where are you listening from let me know in the comment section i would really love to say hi to you and just welcome you once again so this week i'll be addressing an unimportant topic and this is one that strikes a raw nerve even for me i know many of you will be able to relate so wait, and we'll be talking about friendships, especially when friendships hurt. For the past couple of years, I've been doing a series in the month of February that doesn't focus only on romantic love. I think we only get to address romantic love like twice in February. I do that intentionally because I believe that love should be holistic. So if you put a lot of intention to your romantic relationships you should put intention to your friendships and to your parental relationships i think it's really important to do so friends mean so much to me and they should mean that to you as well because you're not designed to be a loner so into the topic if you have not watched our last episode or listen to our last episode i'll link it in the cards here on youtube and in the description box on podcasts for you to just catch up on it it would help you better get my context in talking about this video so when friendships hurt friendships actually do hurt there's something that i hear a lot and i think it's very true only people that work closer to you only people that work very close to you would ever have the ability to step on your toes often and that's because you're close to you i mean it's logical to think so it's also painful because the people you love the most have the greatest ability to hurt you. And many times it's not intentional. It's because people are different. People are imperfect. You are imperfect. So there are times you would hurt your friends and there are times that your friends would hurt you. So if you're listening to this, you may be the one at the given end of the hurts. Don't worry, I, I would help you walk through that. 
you may also be at the receiving end of the hurt and this video is also for you so i want you to stick through it and i i trust that these tips would help you so there are some things i have learned about friendship over the past few years especially with adult friendships and it's number one people change like people actually change i was of the opinion a while ago that people never change. People always stayed the same. Maybe they grow or they move countries or something, but people never really change. But experience has taught me otherwise over the past couple of years. I'll give an example. I have a friend. I might not tell I was going to mention her name in this video, so I'll just keep her as a friend. So I have a friend and back in school, we, we were always close, but our, our friendship was very unique. So we could chat for hours and talk for hours, but there are times where we just get so busy and we don't even get to see properly in one whole week. We are in the same school, but we don't get to see proper, properly in a week or when we see it's just like hello, hi, and small talk. But then when we catch up, maybe in my room or I go to her room, it's always like a reunion. It doesn't feel like there was any gap. That's how our friendship was. And for me, I appreciated it because it, it did not feel complicated. Like, I did not need to live with the guilt of, oh, I have not seen her today. How will she feel? Like, it was just not a complication in our friendship. But then the other side of it was when we finally catch up, I felt like I used to do most of the talking. Like, I'll tell her, ah, this is what's happening in my life now. This is what's happening in my life now. And then me tell her, I'll ask her that, Abby, is nothing happening in your life? Because you mostly just listen to me and laugh about it. And then I ask, do you have anything to share? And she's like, oh, no, not really. Everything is same old, same old. So I'm like, isn't that I'm a talk out, I'm a talkative, or my life has turned to seasonal film? To be fair, that year my life was like seasonal movie. It was as if I was just sitting down and things were happening, happening, happening to me, happening in my life, and I was just a spectator. I'm like, hmm. Joking me, I used to tell my friends that we are in season two, episode seven of my life right now. <laughs> it was really funny that year this was like 2019 2020 it was an interesting era i thank god for my friends that year so that was how our friendship was fast forward to after school i moved to a different continent she was still in nigeria i was in asia at that time and we were still talking like that reunion thingy was still going on and then the tables kind of flipped a bit i came back to nigeria and she moved abroad and the dynamics of our friendship just seemed to change right like first of all when we did have our reunion catch-up call i noticed that like she was hurt that i did not you know reach out more like we had not caught up in such a while and to be honest it was a while see adult friendships are god is helping us anyway it had been a while that we had like caught up properly and i noticed that she was hurting about it and it was it was a bit new to take in because i mean our friendship has never really had that dynamic we just always catch up and you know pick up from where we stopped and this time she had more to share than she normally would. So it felt like the tables were reversed a bit. I was now more on the listening and not having much to talk about or much to share that she doesn't already know. So it was just interesting to see that change happen in our relationship. Now, this may not sound drastic to you, 
but it took us some getting used to and i'm so glad that we're able to talk through it so change is not always a bad thing change happens people move people's interests change people go through things that make them change their perspective to life to friendships to relationships so people do change and that does not have to be a bad thing what changes about a person and how that change is handled is what's more important because change these days is largely inevitable so yeah people do change the second thing i want to share is some relationships are seasonal and that's okay i learned this a semi hard way some friendships i had like 10 years ago we are not on bad terms but we don't talk every day like we don't talk there are some of them i've not spoken to in years many of them i've not seen in 10 years 12 years but if we see today i will be so happy to see them but would they know every single thing that has happened in my life no years have gone past we've gone through different things we've some of us now believe different things like so much has happened we've changed i'm not the girl i used to be 10 years ago i'm a bit different i'm different in many regards actually so and that's the same for many other people so it's okay if some friendships in your life are seasonal as far as they don't end on a bad note you don't have to beat yourself over it some friendships just naturally phase out and that's not a bad Thing. so please don't feel bad about that and yeah back to what i said at the beginning ish that people would hurt you and they're mostly the people closest to you now what do you do when your friendship phasing out is not because of distance or life it's because of hurt like something has happened you are hurting or your friend is hurting and you don't know what to do so what do you do in those moments and that's what this video is here for by the way so number one i need you to calm down take a deep breath i have to with me breathe in out one more time breathe in out yeah okay let's start i need you to calm down and assess what happened the truth is you may not be able to assess this objectively on your own. So many times, especially when the hurt is like really deep or every time you try to talk about it, you find that they are foaming and they are raging. You may need to ask someone to help you. You may need to talk to someone about it. And now this is where it gets, it gets tricky because you don't want to talk to somebody that is not trustworthy and something you told the person in confidence to help you then sips into gossip. You don't want to talk to somebody that starts to beat down your friend when the person should be helping you mend the relationship. So you have to be very careful whoever you talk to. I would advise that you talk to someone that is trustworthy, someone that has a track record of being trustworthy, and someone that you know would be honest with you. Someone that if you are wrong, they'll tell you this thing you did, it did not really make sense. You're at fault here and you should fix up. And someone that's also loving enough to the both parties and can objectively, you know, want the best for that relationship. Not somebody that will be pouring salt on top injury. So, yeah, if you can get that person, amazing. If you can get that person, that's just great. So, when you do get that person, I want you to calmly recount what happened. Like, recount what happened and ask yourself the following questions. 
one, why am I hurt? Like, what happened? What is hurting me? Or why is my friend hurt? What happened? Like, where is that water under the bridge? So when you identify that, the next thing you want to ask, I've already kind of talked about it. Why is my friend hurt? Like, did I hurt my friend? Did I play parts into the bad thing or the argument or the fights that happened? What was my role in that regard? Another thing you want to ask is, how could this have been avoided? So let's say you guys had a misunderstanding over a text. Could this have been avoided if I said this on a, over a call or if I said this in person? How could this issue have been avoided? Number four, which is last thing to ask yourself in this conversation with the third party or in your head is, am I willing to make this work? Because there are some friendships that, let's face it, they should just end because they are not good for you. They are not good for the friend. They are not good for anybody. So they should just end. But there are some friendships that are great and just need mending. They just need to be they just need to be worked on. They just need like extra intention to keep things moving and to make things work. So ask yourself these questions. Get that third party to kind of help you answer these questions as well. And do your best to be as honest and as objective as possible. The next thing is communicate with your friend. Many people make the mistake of bringing in a third party and letting the story end with the third party. So You've told this third party that you are offended with your friend. This is what happened, yada, yada, yada. And you get the person's feedback, but you never talk to your friend about it. Like, you don't reach out to your friend and say, hey, um, this thing you did, it affected me in ABCD way. And this is how it made me feel. Again, this communication part can be very tricky because you are hurting. That person is most likely hurting as well or even oblivious to the fact that you're hurting. So it can be tricky. And for me, I've learned that different styles of communication work with different people. For instance, there's one of my friends that I can't resolve a misunderstanding or I don't like resolving misunderstandings with her over texts because they just tend to escalate. So I would just rather call her and I'm like, I'm calling because if we text about this, there may be another misunderstanding. So let's talk what happened. This is what happened. Yada, yada, yada. There are other friends of mine that the voice note cuts it because both parties are calm. We're able to collect our thoughts better in a voice note. And then we share, oh, this is what happened. You may not know, but it's, it upsets me or it made me sad. And then I wait to send a response. It works for some of my friends and it doesn't work for some of my friends. Then for my husband, who is actually a very dear friend of mine, honestly, my best friend, I would say, a way that we prefer to resolve misunderstandings is in person because it's easy for me to hear your actual tone and not read a tone into your message it's easy for me to see your facial reactions like your body language and i just find that that works best for the both of us so you need to figure out what works best with you communicating with this friend would it be easier to have this conversation in person or do you think your friend cannot handle this conversation in person maybe they'll just start to shout or yeah so i want you to kind of figure out what mode of communication works best for you and your friend number three be willing to take correction so now you've com communicated with your friend don't communicate with your friend like you're trying to be a dictator. Like, oh, this is what you did. 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. This is everything you did. You did it bad and you offended me. And now tell me sorry. Anytime it doesn't work that way. Like you'd be surprised to know why your friend reacted the way they did. It may have been something you subconsciously did or the way you said something or the way you didn't do something or say something. So it's important that you hear back from your friend. Remember I said communicates with your friend. Communication is two-way. So as you tell the person whatever is offending you, you should be willing to hear your friend out and where they call out issues, be willing to take corrections and apologize. I don't apologize that there's some kind of uh, apologies that annoy me or are just counterproductive. So imagine somebody says, um, um, well, I've heard what you've said and I don't think you're right, but for what it's worth, I'm sorry. You're not sorry. Mm, it's better you never answer me or you not tell me sorry than to do that. So... <laughs> Trust me, I don't even think that's, I don't think that's a valid example for me, but like it just happens sometimes. Like don't apologize um, spitefully. If you don't mean an apology, you can say, okay, thank you for sharing. Um, can I get back to you on this? Or thank you for sharing. Can I respond a bit later? So you think about it, right? But as much as possible, try to avoid half-baked or insincere apologies they just don't help anybody then number four which may be the last point yeah which may be the last point know when to draw boundaries or walk away from a relationship or a friendship some friendships are not good for you i don't know how else to explain it but some friendships are just not good for you i remember when i was in gs3 going into ss1 one of the top two reasons i cried a lot in that phase of my life was the kind of friends I had, I felt like I was friends with onions because every market day I was crying for what one person said or what one person did not say. And I just felt like left out. I felt like I couldn't really be myself around these people. I felt like, um, you know, I had to act a certain way to feel like I fit in to the clique or to the friendship group. And it was just not me. I couldn't share my deepest interests with these people because we're not just looking at things the same way. That's the easiest way to put it. They were not bad people, but they were certainly not good friends <laughs> to me. So, um, yeah, at that point, I used to cry a lot. And I remember just praying to the Lord that, Lord, I really need good friends. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't even know the definition of a good friend right now, but I know I don't have good friends at the moment. So please, would you help me? And the answer was not immediate, but I noticed that in SS2, SS1, SS2, this was like two years after, I was praying randomly and I was just thanking God for my friends. I found myself being so grateful for the kind of friends I had. They were not the friends I had in GS3 at all. They were a different set of people and they were blessings to me. Some of them I'm still very close to right now. Some of them, I mean, life has happened. We don't talk often. But we are on good terms. If I see them outside today, I'll be so happy to give a hug, to catch up. You know, some friends are now seasonal. But yeah, in that season of my life, they were good friends. I enjoyed the friendship and I, be, I believe they enjoyed the friendship with me too. I would hope. <laughs> so yeah, some friends are seasonal. I'll wrap this up on, on um, a point I 
heard from someone I deeply love and respect in ministry. So he was saying to me, I'll coin this um, message or this point, the 52570 rule. So it's basically, there are five people or list five people in your life who would always be there for you, no matter what. So come rain, come shine. You know that if push comes to shove and you need somebody to stand in for you, these five people come to mind. And when I did that, it shocked me to see that the five people I actually listed that I could beat my chest and say, oh, these people would always be here for me as humanly, as much as humanly possible. Some of them on that list were not people I expected to be there. I don't know how else to coin that, but like maybe I expected um, a Yetunde. I don't have any friend called Yetunde. Maybe I expected a Yetunde to be on the top five list, but actually maybe Yetunde was number eight. Mm. <laughs> so it, it just so happens. So I, I listed those five people. Then the 25, list 25 people that you love. I mean, they could be there for you, but not always in a way that you want, like or not always as much as you want, but you love them and you don't really care if they're there for you or if they're not there for you. You just know that you love these people. So list those people. Then the remaining 70, that's the rest of the world. And now your order of priority, your order of um, attention to flow from the five to the 25 to the 70. The five, because you need people that would hold you up in seasons of your life. The 25, because apart from people that hold you up, you need to be able to be there for other people. It's just the kind of life we've been called to as believers. And even as people normally, you should have people that you pour into, people that you're not necessarily expecting the world from, you understand? So have those people and then the rest of the world can flow from there. I found that that works for me. It works for the person that sh showed me this tip. And I hope it works for you. I really hope it works for you. I pray for you that if you're in a season of your life where your friendships are trying or going through a rough patch, I pray that the Lord gives you comfort. I pray that you are able to go through this phase and come out on the other side better and brighter and happier. I really do hope that happens for you. If you have any questions, please let me know in the comment section. And my last question, guys, is next week is Valentine's Day. How are you people spending it? I'm wearing red today. I don't know if that is intentional. But next week is Valentine's Day. How are you spending it? What do you think about Valentine's Day? Should Christians celebrate Valentine's Day? Mm -hmm. Let me know in the comments what you think, what you're doing for Valentine's Day. Share all the gist with me. What you think. Should it be celebrated? Should it be cast into the oven? What happens or should happen on Valentine's Day? Please let me know in the comments section. I love you all. Have an amazing weekend ahead. Bye-bye.